Alright, how we looking? We're live now. Check it out, guys. Looking alright? Let's see. Let's see. I'm having tactical difficulties with this camera, guys. Yeah, we're looking good. Good. Alright, guys, come on in. Press that share button. Give it another minute before we dive on in. It. Yes, you did. Here we go. I'll pull up. Perfect, guys. All right, perfect. Look good in your new shirt. Let's do this, man. I'm happy to be back. Absolutely, guys. He's back from spring break. He's finally got time during the week. I got to introduce you again. My name is Bobby Levine. Alongside me is Sam Block. Big time fan of Sam Block. He just got a huge internship with a company called Overtime. Now, for people that out that, that are watching and out there that don't know what Overtime is, please explain. Well, honestly, I'm happy to be here, Sam Block, like Bobby said. And honestly, Overtime, you've probably seen their videos. And if you haven't, I'm surprised. But if you haven't, you don't know, it's okay. Basically, they post a ton of high school sport content, mostly high school basketball. They're in, they're in partnerships with all the big-time guys. Zion Williamson, Nas Reed, Mac McClung, all the big time guys, LaMelo Ball, not money partnerships, but they film them and the guys always talk, talk to them after the games and it's just like a really fresh, young, generational thing. It's going to blow up. It's going to become huge. Located in the Dumbo section of Brooklyn, New York, I'm going to be an intern there this summer. It's That's really huge. it's really big time. It's going to blow up just like Bleacher Report blew up. It's, it's a new thing. They... It's just something fresh, new, and exciting. They post videos on Instagram, follow Overtime. They have an app, the Overtime app. They have, they have a website as well. It's really exciting. You've got to follow Overtime, and it's going to be big time in the future. Well, I'm pumped for you, man. Thank you. Thank Summer you. Summer in New York. you got the Yankees. you got the Mets. Hopefully uh, one of those – I mean, you'll be back here before the playoffs start. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but it's – New York is a crazy little city there. I wouldn't say little, but – uh, we do, again, have big news. We got apparel line. We got new shirts here, guys. So if you do or are interested in them, if you want to slide in my DMs, I will gladly either send them out. Sam Gar out in San Diego. I shipped his out earlier this week. And then, uh, yeah, so we got a couple out there right now. Very nice. Hopefully, once we start this, we can get new apparel for everyone else as well. This is, the, the, the I guess, the prototype of the, what we could possibly get with our second design. We got coffee mugs here, as you see, with both of our logos on. These are not for sale, unfortunately. And then we also have stickers. I'll show you my laptop if you can see this. We got a couple of our stickers here. So if you're interested in that and you live far away and I need to send you a shirt, I will throw in a couple of stickers as well. Uh, as well as our podcast is the JMB podcast. If you go to our website, seatatthetea.com, we have two new podcasts that are on as well. Uh, Lucas Moore down at Ohio University just came out with a podcast about two weeks ago. It's called Hey, At Least We're Not Cleveland. It's a Cincinnati podcast talking about all Cincinnati sports. Um, it's not ripping Cleveland. That is actually from an old coach for the Bengals back in the 80s when the Bengals fans were protesting one game, throwing beer bottles on the field. <laughs> they gave him a mic for the PA system and says, if, he see, if you see a fan in the crowd throwing a bottle – Tell them to get out of here because you're not from Cleveland. We're from Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. So that one, we also have another one called Ohio Sports Beat. Check those out. This podcast, though, 
is on iTunes. So if you guys don't want to listen to it live right now, we understand that. You can check us out when you're working out. Go to the podcast page on your smartphone or iPhone, obviously, and uh, type in JB Podcast. You can go check us out. Listen to us in your ears whenever. Very uh, nice. not, definitely not the same as like in video here in front of us. It's a little obviously delayed one day if you're going to listen to us a day from now. Um, we have new articles. Our Twitter account is revamped. My best friend Brett Campbell out in Colorado Springs is taking over, doing a great job with baseball. Um, a lot of so we also give a giveaway with our MLB TV uh, app. If you retweet us and follow us, you have a chance to win a free MLB TV package this summer. That's usually like I want to say eighty bucks a summer, something wow. like that. Yeah, you get every outer market game. So good luck on that one. We'll pick a random winner in two weeks. I am going to Thailand next or this upcoming Monday, and I won't be back before Sam leaves. So this is the last podcast you and I ha- will have for this school year for you. All right, all right. I'd love to have you back when you get back in front for school. Yes, absolutely. My really good friend Jerome Lacey and I are going to Thailand for 21 days. We will be doing a couple podcasts out there, so wow. stay tuned for that. It'll be different times. Obviously, they are 11 hours in front of us, technically. Um, so we'll have to figure out hours. We're going to look like probably just waking up in the morning doing a podcast for everyone at home but we will be doing podcasts probably not on sports but like nature and culture out there outdoor stuff very cool cool Cool. exciting stuff very cool we got a big episode planned tonight we got march madness we're gonna dive into that talk about the recap our biggest surprises and disappointments then we're gonna slide into the nba we have one week left before the season finale ends all eight teams from the East and all eight teams from the West will be finally decided at that point. Mm-hmm. The playoffs will start for two months. It's going to be a grind for both the East and the West this oh, year. Yeah. Not like we saw last year with sweep, 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 and sweep, sweep, 4-1 for the Cleveland Cavs. Um, and then we have our own mock draft for our top five picks in the NFL draft. If you're a Cleveland fan, fan this is going to be a big one for you. Um, if you have any questions during this entire, entire time, please don't hesitate. And ask us. We will definitely get to them. Absolutely. Put those questions in the comment box. Sandblock, Bobby Vlad, we're diving into it right now. March Madness just ended on Monday. Yep. Kind of a crazy finish, if you want to say that, with Michigan making it all the way to the championship. Villanova was by far the best team in the tournament, just dominated on every stage Mm -hmm. and platform they possibly had. Every task, any challenge they had, they dominated their entire postseason run. Oh, yeah. Won the Big East. Won the entire March Madness tournament. Really never had a hiccup. Mm-mm. Best team probably in college basketball that I've seen probably since that 2012 Kentucky Wildcat team. But what what what's your biggest surprise of this tournament? Well, I, I mean, I, not I'm not sure. Well, the biggest surprise has to be UMBC when they pulled that okay. crazy upset over Virginia, the number one team in the country. UMBC hammers them by 20. Just very, very, very impressive. Clearly, that's never been done. Yep. So that's my biggest surprise. But okay. another surprise, talking a little bit about Villanova, I actually had Villanova winning it all. So I'm not surprised they won, but the way in which they won. Yes. So impressive. They win their final 10 games by an average of 18.3 points. Yep. They win their... All of their tournament games by an average of 17.7 Everything points. was 10 plus 1. Everything was a double-digit win yep. in the tournament. That is unheard of. That's incredible. And they weren't beating cupcake teams. No. Yeah, they played a 16 seed in Radford. That's fine. Then they play a good Alabama team yep. who's a 9 seed, and they just demolish them. Then they play a really, really, really tough good. West Virginia team. West Virginia. Demolish them. Then they play a hot Texas Tech team. 
demolish them. Then they play a really, really outstanding Kansas Jayhawk team. Demolish them, shoot crazy. Yeah, but the shot lights out, though. That's yeah, the thing. but that's they, they yep. did it. They could win in so many different ways, and then they blow out a Michigan team who was just simply overmatched. Yes, Michigan's good, well coached, good players. Mo Wagner's a dog, yep. but Villanova was by far the best team in the country, and they proved it in this tournament. I want to give a huge shout out, though, even though Michigan did lose, Jerron Simmons, my old classmate from Ohio University, he was a graduate transfer, transferred to Michigan. Wow. Came off the bench a little bit. Uh, I mean, to, from playing in the MAC on a, such a low stage to yeah. playing in the national championship a year later, um, hats off to him. Very that nice is kid. Cool. That Grew is up cool. in the uh, Dayton area, went down to Texas Tech. Did not like it there. Came up, transferred to Ohio University for a couple years, then got wow. out and went to Michigan. Um, Villanova, I want to touch back on that. Okay. Um, Yes, it shot lights out, but playing Michigan, Michigan might have had the easiest run to a championship. Oh, my God. Maybe in history. Maybe oh, in history. Oh, so easy. I mean, so yeah, easy. they got lucky with the buzzer beater against Houston. Yeah. But then they played Texas Tech team who upset Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Sorry, yeah. Texas A&M who upset UNC, the defending champs, yeah. blew them out. Mm-hmm. And then Michigan ends up playing, in my opinion, the biggest surprise of the tournament. Oh, yeah. Loyola, Chicago. You got Sister Jean. Sister Jean. Closest person show. to God up there in the oh, whole absolutely. tournament. The, the, the spotlight of the entire Final Four was based around her. She had her own press. Or not oh, a press, but she got up there on the stage. She got interviewed and asked oh, questions. Yeah. She remembered, and she was around in the 1963 Final Four. Mm-hmm. When they beat Cincinnati, when they had Oscar Robbins, she, she was there when that happened. Crazy. I mean, to be around for that long, she loves the team more than anything in the world. Mm-hmm. You would think a girl in her 90s wouldn't care. 98. Like 98. She looked like she was 80, though. Looks she looks great. good. She looks great. Absolutely. Looks great. Uh, I'm, that was my biggest surprise. I oh, had, yeah, that was I a had Villanova, or not Villanova, I had Virginia losing to Kentucky. Okay. I had Loyola Chicago in my Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. I did not have them going farther than that. Right. Well, I will say, in terms of Michigan, we were talking about them before. First of all, nothing taken away from Michigan. Nothing. What they did is incredible no matter who they had to play. But, like you said, just seed-wise, just yeah. seed-wise, they play a 14, then a 6, then a 7, then a 9, yep. then an 11. 11 seed in the final that's, four. That's their road to a title game? That's incredible. They didn't have to play a 5-4-3-2 or 1. Yeah. That's, in, that's really a luck of a draw. Yeah. But still, Michigan did their job, and they have to play who's in front of them. So still, I know we hate them up here in Columbus, but they did a good job. It, it was the same thing as the bowl games for the Big Ten. You're playing with house money, especially being Ohio State or Big Ten fan. If Michigan wins, it makes the Big Ten look good on a down year. Mm-hmm. But if they lose the game, you can rip on them even more. Yeah, I know. And the way they lost, too, they got housed. They got housed. It wasn't even a good game. The game yeah. started late. It was a dud of a well, game. Well, the beginning of the game was good. They had, to play a perfect, they had to play a perfect game. They played a perfect five to nine minutes of the game. And right. then after that, it was... DiVincenzo. Oh, yeah, show. Dante DiVincenzo put on a show. Unbelievable. This kid yeah. can go pro now after this game. Um, I don't I don't think he will, though. I think he's going to lead Villanova next year because Villanova needs him to take the reins. He does. I mean, that team was absolutely stacked. I mean, two and three years, you're on the verge of a dynasty. Oh, yeah, Villanova's. Jay Wright's doing a great Jay job Wright's. with that program. So much talent year after year. Yes. And not one-and-done type talent. No, they Talent that around. stays there. Stays I like, I like stick, Villanova they stick as it a out program. There. Yeah. He runs it the right way. He doesn't run – now, listen, I'm not taking anything away from Coach Bennett in Virginia, mm-hmm. but he runs it, an offense that if they do get down, they haven't – they weren't down at all recently. But if they do get down, 
they can come back and have a chance to win the game. But with Virginia, with UMBC you're talking about, when they got down, they're a team that slows the game down. They can't shoot lights out like Villanova. Right. And that's the thing where I have with this. Right. Now, listen, we just talked about all the, I guess, surprises or biggest moments where you thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. That's what March Madness is all about, Cinderella stories. What's the biggest disappointment you took away? Oh, well, one huge disappointment was Arizona. The Arizona Wildcats come in the tournament. They're a popular hot team to maybe go to the Final Four and even win it all. Sean Miller trying to correct a really off season, really bad scandal season. DeAndre Ayton trying to show out, show off how good he is before he goes pro. And then all of a sudden, they just collapse. They lose to a team that was just hungrier than them in the Buffalo Bulls. They were just hungrier. Maxie, Arizona, baby. what? Well, Maxie, Mac man. action, yeah. Arizona was flat. They lose by twenty points, and then Buffalo loses to Kentucky, and it wasn't that close. So Arizona, it's not like they lost to Loyola Chicago, who then went to the Final Four. Yeah, they lost to Buffalo, who was really good that one night, but then kind of wasn't that great. So yes. Arizona, huge disappointment. Virginia, obviously, they lose their Sixth Man of the Year, Hunter, but still, you don't lose you to don't a sixteen seed. seed. You can't, especially by twenty points. They were a big disappointment. And honestly, I'll give you another team, Kentucky. So Kentucky, all year long, was very disappointing. Calipari always makes excuses for how young his team is. How young his team is. Yes, your team's young, but you have a bunch of five stars. So yes, he, I don't think Calipari should be talking so much. He needs he to that. just coach. Now, and he's a great coach, don't get me wrong, but he talks too much. And what Kentucky did this year was very unimpressive. They run through the SEC in the tournament, but I think the SEC is very overrated. And then they get such an easy road. They get Kansas State in that Sweet 16 matchup, and they just fall flat, and they just lose. And that they had a chance to make a Final Four run, Kentucky, but instead they just fall apart. And you're telling the guy who had Kentucky going to the Final Four, mm-hmm. losing to Michigan in your bracket. Yeah. And them, and then Duke. But I want to comment. Now, you say Kentucky and Arizona were disappointments. And Virginia. That, and whole, that whole top, the whole top Yeah. The whole, oh, yeah. That whole... Those teams could have all went to the Final Four. A lot Easily. of those teams, had, I think it was probably 85% of those brackets had one of those three teams going to the Final Four. I would say even more. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah, it. Because Cincinnati, Cincinnati was the two there. But they Tennessee had the easiest the road there, yes. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at that. Yes, I can't agree with you on this, 100%. But I'm going to look at the conference of the ACC. As ACC the biggest conference? disappointment okay. that I've seen in a long time. Okay, tell me about it. The Big Ten gets looked at as the weakest conference in basketball. Four major, four Power Five team gets in, and then you actually can look at the Pac-12 with three. Yeah, the Pac-12 didn't have a team after the first day of the real tournament mm-hmm. left, but the Big Ten only gets four teams in: Ohio State, Purdue, Michigan State, and obviously Michigan. Yep. All those teams won their first game in the tournament. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, making the Big Ten look good. Ohio State, out of all the the five, or I guess the five twelve matchups. Looked at, or five eleven. We looked at as five twelve. We looked at as the biggest upset possibility mm-hmm. matchups in there. They they look good in the second half until oh, yeah. the very end where they they, they uh, against uh, South Dakota South State. State. But they, in my opinion, the Big Ten looks so strong in that opening game. You look at Purdue, the luck of the cards just didn't go their way. Mm-hmm. You have Haas go down and break his elbow. That's a completely right. different team. Oh people, yeah. If people knew that in the opening game, they would not have them going all the way. As yeah. They did, and they probably have moved to Texas. Right. Tech. They could have beaten Texas Tech. Exactly. With him for sure. Yeah. So then you look at that, and you look at the ACC. You have the defending champs in UNC mm-hmm. as a two seed. In my opinion, a very weak bracket. I think they're a better team than Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Oh a yeah. Better team than Michigan. I think so too. And then Xavier's the weakest one seed. Right. You expect the defending champs to get back to the Final Four, at least mm-hmm. as a two seed. No, 
okay? They don't. Right. Look at Duke. The Duke is probably, the Duke Blue Devils coming into the March Madness, it just looked like it was their year. Yeah, it they, did. They look so good uh, towards the end of the season, even though they didn't win the ACC. But then you also have Virginia, the number one overall seed, who, did, who only lost twice the whole year. Mm. None of these teams make it to the Final Four. Wow. The farthest team in the tournament was Duke, and they lost to Kansas after it put back that went in and out and went to overtime. Wow. So Yeah, you make some really good points there. The ACC was kind of disappointing. A team that did do kind of well in the ACC was Clemson. How they blew out Auburn, that was impressive. Yeah. But still, those top dogs. And then dogs, what do they do? Right, those top dogs in the ACC, you're right. Great point, great so, point. So when they have the most teams every year represented in the March Madness, you don't have a single team make the Final Four? Oh, but I will say Florida State also played well. No, no, again, the, the middle pack teams, yeah. yes, but you're not expecting those teams to win championships. For right. You. you accept them to make you're, a Cinderella run. Exactly. You expect the Virginias, the UNCs, and the Dukes to make the Final yep, Four and be right. the blue-collar blood teams Absolutely. that you have, and they didn't do that for me. You're right. Um, you're right. I was impressed, though, with Kansas. I will say that, though. They're yeah. the team that usually drops out in the Big Sweet 16 12. Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. They represent the Big 12 very well. These ran to a juggernaut of Illinois. Right? Yep, they did. Um, obviously, you're me covering a lot of high school hoops this summer That's and right. overtime. That's right. Does Duke repeat? Or not repeat? Do they win a championship I, next year? I think Duke's the clear favorite. I know that's very chalky, but Duke, the way they come in with those three top guys, you've got R.J. Barrett, you've got Zion Williamson, all those guys, Duke's going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think they have to be considered the favorite in um, moving forward. And then real quick, just to talk about women a little bit. That's fine. Another chalky thing, but I think UConn is the clear favorite. They're Well, they're always the favorite, yes. but the favorite doesn't always win. I think they will win next year. UConn women's hoops is not going to lose the title three years in a row. The thing with UConn women's is crazy. I mean, you look at women's basketball the last two years. Mm-hmm. They've lost the Final Four on an unbelievable shot two years in a row. Buzzer beater. Buzzer beater. Same spot, too, pretty much. Same yes. right, right side elbow, pretty yep. much. Uh, they get in their head. I think it's just the stage itself because they're, they're playing in the American Conference, so they don't have to worry about the major attention. Sure, they're playing... A Cincinnati school or whatever is the toughest team or South Florida, but they're blowing these teams up by 50 right. at halftime. Right, but they're so good. They, they're they the best team in college basketball in terms of women, and it's really not close. Columbus it's just, was gifted this year with the Final Four. Oh, they had. That, was a great, that was a great Final Four. You, we'll talk a little bit about it, I guess. You got you have Notre Dame beating UConn at the buzzer. Enrique Gumbawale, just yeah. phenomenal performance Kobe by her. Uh, she's, she's the Mamba. But then you also have Mississippi State beating Louisville in a great overtime game as well. So you have two overtime games there. And then in the championship, which I was at, you have Mississippi State, great team, who lost in the title last year. Yep. So two heartbreakers in a row. This year, Arike Gumbawali buries her buries the Mississippi State ladies' hearts again. Played away three-pointer with no time left. Unbelievable shot. Totally contested. Incredible. When she shot that, I was like, there's no way this is going in. And yeah. somehow she drains it. She drains it. She drains it. You were at the game. The atmosphere oh, yeah. was nuts. It was crazy. It was crazy. How, you said the arena was It was absolutely packed. packed. And I would say the Mississippi State fans were surprisingly... I would say there were more of them, and they were louder. You but got, then, obviously, in Notre Dame at the end, they went crazy. You got to realize, though, Mississippi State, they were there last year. Yeah. They wanted a championship so bad. They wanted it so bad. They had right. the feeling, okay, UConn's not in it again. We didn't have to play UConn and give all of our cards out and mm-hmm. show everything. They're not tired. They have a chance. Just didn't go the way. And the SEC fans, the SEC belt there, they have the most loyal fans ever. And they will travel like crazy. Yes, Notre Dame is one state away in Indiana. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you play, if you had a Kentucky Wildcat game here in basketball, 
they would represent well just because South Carolina is cool. the number one team. Or, I mean, sorry, Mississippi State and South Carolina probably two of the top SEC programs. Mm-hmm. They will represent their women's well. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, you're talking about, again, last touch before we change subjects on NCAA basketball. Mm-hmm. You talking about Duke with all the number one recruits. They're the first time in college basketball they have the top three recruits go to one place. Yeah. UConn does it every year. And women, yeah. And that's what They're I'm saying. incredible, yep. You expect them to do the same thing. You're it's right. just kind of nice when they don't win, mm-hmm. I guess. I agree. So let's, we're going to switch topics now. That's all the right. end of college basketball, folks. March is officially over. It is April, so it's Masters and baseball time. But we're going to dive into the NBA. The NBA right now, one week to go. We still have a lot of spots left open with who's going to get what playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Cleveland clinched last th- this past weekend. They're going to be in. Oh yeah. What's going on? Do we have? Do we have a? Do you, I mean, it's coming down to the wire between two teams: the it Bucks is. and the Pistons. What's going to happen? Here? Well, no, the Pistons are done. It's going to be the Pistons are out. It's all seeding Blake now. Griffin trade was a mess, and the Pistons are done. It's all about seeding now. The six or eight spot we have the Wizards, Heat, and Bucks all tied right now. So that's very interesting. To me, the Heat are the easiest team to play out of those three because the Bucks are dangerous with Giannis, Eric Bledsoe, those guys. And then the Wizards, to me, are very dangerous. I would not want to play the Wizards if I'm one of those top teams, Toronto or Boston. I would not, under any circumstance, want to play a Wizards team with a healthy John Wall. That team could beat either the Celtics or the Raptors. I firmly believe that. I don't think they necessarily will, but I think they definitely could, especially a Celtics team, which is just ravaged with injuries right now. They're missing Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, obviously, Daniel Tice out for the year, Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, Shane Larkin. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, honestly, at this point. You want these guys healthy, clearly, and the Celtics are going to be without Kyrie and Marcus Smart, two of their most important players in that first round, most likely. So if I'm the Celtics, I really want to do anything I can to avoid the Washington Wizards, because that's a team that could upset the Celtics if they don't have Kyrie and Marcus Smart. I look at the East right now, it's in three different tiers. You yeah. have the, the one and two seeds are battling between the Raptors and Celtics. I still think the Raptors are going to hold on. Definitely. Then you have the three through five between the Cavaliers, the 76ers, and the Pacers. They're between two games apiece. Mm-hmm. So anything can go that, that, that way, I guess. I don't see Cleveland, though, dropping below the three line. Okay, okay. They're hot right now. We'll see, we'll see. And then the last three seeds are all within a half a game. Miami, the Washington Wizards, and the Bucks. First off, it's like going back in time now to Miami when you see Dwayne Wade get traded back and they make the playoffs again. You've right. got to feel good for that Miami. Oh, yeah, got to feel good for Miami. And they're a good team. They have Kelly Olynyk playing well, Dwayne Wade playing well, Goran Dragic, James Johnson, Tyler Johnson, Hassan Whiteside coming back healthy. Healthy is be dangerous. That's that's not an easy team. I'm telling you, the playoffs this year are so much different than past years to me in the East and especially the West. I don't see any sweeps happening. Zero. Zero sweeps. See, it's going to be tough though because I think Cleveland wants to sweep as fast as they can and rest their players the round one. So say it ended now, they play Miami. I still think they take it to them. I think they take it to them. I don't think it's a sweep. Think it's four one. Yep. Okay. I'd say 4-1. Um, but I'm looking at this. The 76ers are the hottest team. They've won 12 games in a row. Yeah, but I have a lot to say about that. Let's talk about it, then. All right, well, let me let me tell you. The Sixers, let me read this off for you right now because it's actually, like, laughable. It's pathetic. First of all, winning 12 straight ever is very, very impressive, and I will not take that away from the Sixers, but I'll take it away a little from them right now. Max McDowell just questioned us. 76ers yeah. are very dangerous. Thoughts on how far they can go. Oh, all right. I'll talk to you right now. First of all, here's the Sixers' 12-game win streak. 
Check this out. They beat the Knicks. Terrible. Nets. Terrible. You gotta watch it. You'll be living in that area. Hornets. Terrible. Grizzlies. Terrible. Magic. Terrible. A Wolves team at home without Jimmy Butler is average. Okay? A Nuggets team at home with strug struggling big time right now. No Gary Harris. Average. Two okay wins there. But then, Knicks. Terrible. Hawks. Terrible. Hornets. Terrible. Nets. Terrible. Pistons really struggling right now. That's an okay win, but it's not that impressive. 12 straight wins ever is a really great, but 12 straight wins against that competition but does listen, not impress Now, me. you're going to say this, but my counteraction is look at the Cavs against these teams all year. They lose to these bad teams. Listen, listen. Winning 12 straight ever is really impressive, and the Sixers are a very good team, but this does not prove anything to me in terms of are they good enough to beat Celtics, even... Oh, Celtics, Toronto, and Cleveland. I don't think they're good enough to beat any of them. I hear some of the Sixers Eastern Conference Finals talk. To me, that's insane. That's blasphemous to Now, me. one thing I will argue with the Philadelphia 76ers is you look at the sports as a whole. Mm -hmm. What's the most contagious thing? It's winning. You have the Eagles with a parade in February. Mm -hmm. You're going to have one now going on during the NBA almost finals with the Nova, Nova team in Philly. What is the 76ers and the Flyers thinking right now? We want to have a parade. We want to keep winning here. They're, yeah. They are going to want to win as much as they can, and winning is contagious in a city like that, especially a big city like that. Philly has some diehard fans. Yep. They've been waiting since this, since AI. They're gonna, they're, I think they're going to be dangerous. You have them winning 12 in a row like this, and then you're going to have them possibly playing a Toronto team? They're not scared of Toronto. I... Listen, they're not scared of anyone, and Bede's this funny guy. He's not scared. Fultz is coming back. He's all right right now. J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick, JJ Redick and Marco Bellinelli, to me, are the two keys. Other than health, J.J. Redick and Marco Bellinelli can both shoot the ball lights out. They're both veterans. They both have playoff experience. Those two guys are going to be the guys that can win a game for Philly. Embiid's yes. going to do his thing. Simmons going to do his thing. But can... Marco Bellinelli and J.J. Redick shoot the ball as hot as they are right now. To me, that's the difference from them winning a game and then not winning a game. Who coached J.J. Redick? Who coached? Who coached him in college? Uh, Mike Krzyzewski. Coach K, man. Yeah, he's the done, man. Done deal. But let me tell you something. The Sixers are good. They're going to be good for 10 years. But they are not under any circumstances true contenders right now. Not under any circumstances. Wow. Do not buy this 12-game win streak. I'm telling you right now, I would not be surprised to see the one and the two seed in the East not make it to the finals. I would love to see, and I can possibly see right now with how hot Philly is, a three versus four make it there. Listen, Cleveland can easily do it. First of all, Philly's tied with Cleveland right now in that three spot. Yes. They won tonight. They're 48 yes. and 30. So to me, the biggest thing for the Celtics and Raptors is for both of them, avoid Cleveland in the second round because Cleveland's obviously the team to beat. They've been the defending champs. They've been the Easter Conference Finals champs the last seven years, whatever. Well, LeBron, the last seven years. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. So if you're Toronto, if you're Boston... As long as you can find a way to get off of a challenging first-round matchup, you want to avoid Cleveland in the second round because Philly is a much easier matchup, and I have no doubt in my mind saying that. Well, right now, the Toronto Raptors are playing the Celtics. I think if Toronto wins this game, they pretty much wrap up that one seed. I think it's a done deal. Three games with six Yeah, eight, which they're going to win because of win. the Celtics just ravaged Being by out, injuries. Yes. Now, with that, you have possibly, if, if Milwaukee can get to that seventh seed, I think Toronto, them playing Toronto or Boston, is dangerous for both those teams. Oh, yeah, Milwaukee's dangerous, but again, Washington's more dangerous. I'll, I'll talk about this right now. So, Philly is going to be, um, well, actually, so Indiana is a team that 
is a very good team, but to me, they're the worst of the eight in the East. I know they're going to be like a five seed. To me, they're the least dangerous team out of all eight teams. Okay. And I honestly think, like, the Sixers are just not that good. I think them and Miami are and Milwaukee, maybe, are pretty equally dangerous in terms of playoffs. Then I'd go Washington, very, very dangerous. Boston, when they're healthy is pretty even with Toronto, and then Cleveland's obviously the most dangerous. I think Cleveland has a a walkthrough in the East, especially with Boston with their injuries. They're not scared of Toronto, as you saw last night, and I think they're just a better team than Philly at this point with how young they are. So you think it's a walkthrough? All right, uh, give me a scenario right here. I'll give you a scenario. Okay. Celtics make it through the first round. In the second round, they get Kyrie and Marcus Smart back, and they're both healthy, playing a Cleveland team. At home, what's the series? I could even see Philly though being how hot they are, flip with Cleveland and be a three seed. Well, Philly to... and Cleveland play each other this week, so that's probably going to decide. But I'm saying it, it's not a guarantee they play Cleveland. I think right. they play Philly; they're still going to lose. No. I still both of them no. are going. I could go Philly, seven games with Philly. Philly. I'm not six buying games. Philly. LeBron's going to get angry, and when LeBron gets angry, angry in the East, is a dangerous, dangerous person to he's deal dangerous. with. He's a monster at that point. He's, he's not dangerous. Even human. He's dangerous, but he's always he's dangerous. going against a guy who he doesn't. Like he's not friends with whether that you see it on camera or not mm-hmm. with Kyrie the way everything went through less than a year ago in July mm-hmm. he wants payback he wants to show him what happens when you try to I guess cut LeBron through a deal and okay. not try to talk to me yeah. being the head of the organization as he as he is mm-hmm. it's over he's gonna try to so so you you believe in Jordan Clarkson and Rodney Hood and George Hill and Ante Zizic hold on Kyle Korver you believe in these guys in a playoff series. What is their last 10 games? 9-1, and one, they're gelling right now. You believe in those guys in the playoff series. They're different than Kyrie. Last year, I, I'm not saying the Cavs aren't making the finals. I think they're the favorite to make the finals in the East. But I'm just saying I don't think it's going to be as easy as it's been in past years because they're not the same team. They don't have Kyrie. They have LeBron, who obviously is all that matters, really. But they have LeBron, they have K-Love. But they don't have Kyrie, and that's a big loss. They have older guys, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, and then you have, and George Hill's old, you have Rodney Hood and Jordan Clarkson who have never done this before. To me, they're a different group of guys. They're not nearly as dangerous as they've been in the past. If Kevin Love plays the way that he's been playing recently, they can't be stopped. In the we'll East. see what happens. Now we'll let's, go, what happens. let's go, let's flip to the let's West. Let's talk now. about the West. Let's talk conference. about the West. The West is still wide open. Yep. The West is completely wide open. They still have five spots that are, haven't been clinched yet. The three top ones, Houston, by far is the best team. They will get home court all mm-hmm. the way through. Golden State will definitely get the two seed. Yep. And Portland. Congratulations to Portland Trail. Yeah, yeah. Getting... Portland, man. Damian Lillard just doing his thing. Yusef the... Nurkic, CJ McCollum. I like that Portland team. They're, they're up three games on the four seed, the Utah Jazz, which is another big surprise in my opinion. But they will, odds are get that three seed as well. Yes. So the three top three seeds should be locked up. Right. After that, it's I guess seven teams within three games of each other. Yeah. Well, to me, that that seating is going to be important because you want to avoid Golden State and Houston with anything you possibly can because there is no chance any team is beating Houston or Golden State. So if you are in the Western Conference, you desperately and you want to have any chance of making a run, you desperately want to get a three through six seed. 
So yeah. that and they're really close right now though. Yeah. So but the thing is the Clippers and Nuggets are right on the heels of those other teams. Yeah. Like the Nuggets are a half game back of the Pelicans for the eighth spot and the Clippers are a game and a half back of the Pelicans. So those spots are still very much up for grabs. The Minnesota Timberwolves need to start winning. They need to get Jimmy Butler back quickly. Yeah. The um and then you have the Pelicans, who Anthony Davis has been carrying them, but they've dropped off a little bit. They need to win these games or they're not making the playoffs. It's all about getting hot at the right time. We talked yes. about that multiple times. The Pelicans and Anthony Davis have lost four games in a row. This is the last week of basketball right now. Mm-hmm. You're holding on to the eighth spot by literally half a game. Mm-hmm. You can't be confident right now. Right. And if you don't start winning and, like you said, get to that sixth spot because you're only a game out, mm-hmm. you're playing Houston. I mean, that right there, I mean, that's a rivalry. Houston and New Orleans, I mean, that's a couple hours away from each other. That's going to be a battle. Yeah, well, to me, again, with the sweep thing, no, I don't think any sweeps are going to occur in this Western it's Conference. It's going to happen, There's, though. I don't think any sweeps. There's so many good teams. New Orleans, Anthony Davis will win you a game. Utah is very well-rounded. I don't know. I think, Portland's well-rounded. I think, well-rounded. I think Minnesota's the one team, especially if Kevin Durant's running the show in mm-hmm. Golden State with Curry out for a little bit. I think they get a sweep. You think? I don't think so. Minnesota with the healthy Jimmy Butler, with Carl Anthony Towns, with Andrew Wiggins, Jamal Crawford. You have all these guys. Jeff Teague. There's Taj Gibson. To me, there's no way they, that team gets swept. We'll see. I mean, the wet. The, the, still, the whole thing with the West is whether it's sweep or not. I still think it's gonna be Golden State and Houston. Oh yeah, it's t- it's gonna be Golden State and Houston. If Golden State's healthy, I think they take it in seven. If they're not, I think Houston takes it in seven. I think both teams are very even. I don't think either team runs away with it. And I think Golden State needs to be healthy. I don't think they get there if they're missing a Curry, if they're missing a Durant, if they're missing a Clay, a Draymond. They need their guys because they're not as dominant over Houston as they have been in the past years. I'm looking at this. A huge thing you want to take away is their home record for Houston Rockets. They mm-hmm. are 33-6. and six. Yeah, that's that's big time. That's huge. That's big and the, time. the road. I mean, don't I mean don't get me wrong. The road's not not as not even that bad. It's thirty and nine. Thirty nine is ridiculous. Six losses yeah. is very very impressive. It's only tough. At home. It's tough. I don't think Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, especially Draymond Green and Clay Thompson, could care less about home court in my no, opinion. No, no. They, they, oh, yeah. Obviously, Kevin Durant playing on OKC when they're up three one. Curry and Draymond and Clay have done this before. They're like, we don't care who we play. Mm-hmm. We will go anywhere we need to and win those games. They've oh, done yeah. that before. Oh, yeah. They are a four-headed monster when healthy. Three for the first couple, probably the first two rounds. Mm, maybe. maybe. They could probably get through those rounds. No, so saying, maybe, I'm saying yeah. there'll be three. I mean, I don't see them losing to a Timberwolves team and then possibly... A Thunder team, a Spurs team without Kawhi, a Jazz team. They're not going to lose just, any of those Out teams. of all these pieces, there's just the only complete team I see is Houston right now mm-hmm. with the big play and the guard play. That's the only, that's the only thing that scares me is if mm-hmm. Golden State doesn't have Curry. Right. But in that, no other team's complete, and I would take a, a three-headed monster without Curry over any of the teams below them. Right, for sure. So... Um, Are we getting any questions here? No, Max did sign off and said doesn't want to see OKC think Golden State wins, but OKC can water or wear them down for the future series, which I could definitely see too. I think Golden State would be fine with seeing OKC. I think Kevin Durant would love to go against Russell Westbrook, and OKC could take two games off of them, maybe, but they're not. They have no chance against Golden State. Absolutely. So, do you see the finals being who? Um, right now, I mean, 
uh, for a while, I thought it was going to be um, Golden State beats Boston. Okay. I, I'm starting to lean Golden State over Cleveland now, though, because I just... Toronto's really good. Really, really and good. And they could do it, but I don't think they're going to beat Cleveland. And then Boston, I think, could do it if they're healthy, but they need to get healthy, and I'm not sure. It's a big question mark right now. I'll tell you this. If Boston is fully healthy, I truly believe they can beat Cleveland. But... If Boston's not healthy in the first round and they play Washington, they could lose to they Washington. Lose. So to me, it's all about Boston's health. Obviously, they're without Gordon Hayward. Obviously, they're without Daniel Tice. But guys like Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart could still come back, and that would prove huge to them. Now, you're high on Boston. Right now, I'm not, especially with Kyrie mm-hmm. out. Kyrie's playing with a whole different story. He's right. had games under his belt. He's going to be coming off a, a surgery and... It, are, is his knee going to be okay? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Hopefully. It's quite, hopefully. I mean, obviously you don't want to wish anyone uh, any injury, especially at this time of the year when money is made at this time of the year for all Absolutely. these players. Absolutely. I don't see anyone in the East stopping LeBron. I've said that from the beginning. Whether he had a bad team before the trading deadline or now it's co- completely, they're gluing together, they're, they're looking good. The West, again, it's going to come down to the two teams, Houston or Golden State. If mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's going to be a Cinderella story like March Madness. <laughs> yeah. I will be absolutely speechless. I still want to see a fourth year in a row between these two teams, and then that'll be it. LeBron's yeah. going to take his talent somewhere else if he does lose. If he does win, though, we could have this for a couple more years. We'll see. We'll see. We'll I, see. I, I, we'll see. We're still, a long way, we're still a long way out, guys. When I come back, I mean, I'll probably be doing podcasts in May talking about who, <laughs> who, who LeBron's going to be playing at that point. Let's talk about the NFL before we sign off. All right. The last podcast with Sam Block and myself, especially me being in the States, we watch sports center all the time mm-hmm. you got todd mcshay mel kuyper jr yeah. they got their 1.0 draft 2.0 now they're up to 4.0 we're gonna do our 1.0 draft all our right top five picks okay starting off with cleveland yep who are they gonna do who should they do what are we, what are we talk about they here? should 100 percent take a quarterback i know people say you don't always need to take a quarterback listen Cleveland Browns are not that bad of a team. They don't have a terrible roster. Their problem for so long has clearly been quarterback. They absolutely should take a quarterback high because if they wait, a lot of times it's a bust. If They need to take a quarterback. I know they have Tyrod Taylor in the building. He may be good for a year or two. He's not the answer long term. To me, they have to take a quarterback. To me, I think they're going to go Sam Darnold. They said it's Tyrod Taylor's job for this year, so they can take a guy like Darnold, who to me still needs development. He could have gone back to USC. You saw what Ohio State did to him, really messed, roughed him up, and he didn't look that great in that game. But still, Darnold has shown that he has a lot of talent. In that Penn State Rose Bowl game two years ago, to me, he looked phenomenal. Rosen has a little bit of an attitude and doesn't really want to play in Cleveland. Josh Allen would be someone that they could take. I think he's a big-time playmaker. has a big, big, big arm coming out of Wyoming, but I don't know if they pull the trigger on him at one. I think they could definitely go Darnold, and I think that is what they may do. Mel Kuyper has been high, high on Allen out of Wyoming. I don't see the kid being that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of guys are talking about Sam Darnold being the next great quarterback. Now, it's weird looking at this whole draft class because quarterbacks are so focused, especially this oh, class. Oh, yeah. I have not so seen many. A, I haven't seen a draft class this focused on on quarterbacks since we saw Andrew Luck and RG3 go 1-2, then Trent Richardson go 3. And look at that. It's been a bust, in my opinion. Well, not Andrew Luck. 
in the first five years, the, but what has he done the last year? Hold on, two he's years? been injured. The last year Andrew Luck was fully healthy. He threw for over 4,700 yards, and 40 ha- touchdowns, and 16 and picks. I understand Phenomenal. that, but what has he done Injuries since are not then? his fault. Watch watch what happens this year. Colts are going to go. Col- if Andrew Luck comes back healthy, which he's going to, Colts are going to go at least at least 10 and 6, I think 11 and 5, 12 and 4. You better get a bigger wood board than this. I'll bounce like, again. He's off again. On. He, lo- he loves getting hit. I mean, you've seen it before in the videos where he. Hey, nice hit defense, or mm-hmm. nice hit 5-4. You can't be a quarterback in the NFL and love to get hit. you got to stay in your lanes in the, in the pocket, and you can't leave. The quarterbacks that don't do that the longest yeah. are still playing quarterback. You look at Eli Manning, the guy hates running. He's still in the NFL mm-hmm. at his age. You still look at Tom Brady, one of the best of all time, if not the best of Peyton Manning. They stay in their zone. They you're know right, not you're to right. leave. Well, Andrew Luck's going to be smart moving forward. I think he is going to adapt his game a little bit. He's going to come back and be a stud. I firmly, but I, I think the AFC South could be one of the best divisions in football yes. because you have the Colts, Texans with the healthy Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt, Titans picking up Deion Lewis and Malcolm Butler, Jags who are already good picking up some more guys. I think the, all four of those teams could definitely win 10 games. Yes. But we'll talk about the draft. I'm looking at the draft, though. Mm-hmm. I said it last podcast. Who the Browns should take mm-hmm. is the running back. You think they should take Saquon Barkley? Saquon Barkley is the best athlete. Now, I understand, in my opinion, I'm looking at these quarterbacks from top to bottom. There's not a quarterback that I'm like, wow, this is the best quarterback I've seen in a long time. There's, there, there's faults just like the East and the West in the NBA. Like, there's, there's mm-hmm. faults in these teams. There's faults in these players. You look at Darnold. The last time I saw him play, just like the last time I saw Luck play, he wasn't playing. You look at Darnold. He got his butt whooped against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That's a college defense. Yeah. Sure, they're loaded with NFL talent, mm-hmm. but you're going to get a defense with the best player at that position, the top 32 player at that position in the entire world. Mm-hmm. That is going to eat him alive. I don't think he's playing it. And if he goes to Cleveland, he's going to be hiding one of the worst offensive lines with Joe Thomas leaving. We'll Joe see. Thomas one of the best offensive linemen in history. We'll see what happens. But my thing with Saquon Barkley is, yes, he's going to be great. But if you're Cleveland, you just sign a, young, a pretty young Carlos Hyde who's coming off a good year. I know he has a little bit of injury problems, but Carlos Hyde's been a good back in this league. I don't see why you sign a young Carlos Hyde and then go draft Barkley. Duke Johnson's been a stud. The same right. player type as Saquon. Right, so why himself. you have you have Duke Johnson and you have Carlos Hyde? Why do you go draft Saquon Barkley? What organization are we talk about? The Browns. They're backwards sometimes. I know, but I just do you, don't see. And that I'm happening. saying now, I'm not saying that. Like I, I think Saquon should be picked. Them getting Carlos Hyde is my question mark mm-hmm. because if they're going to pick him at four, that's what a lot of the boards are saying. And if they pick yeah. a quarterback, then two quarterbacks will go, and then Saquon will fall to one. Mm-hmm. But you're looking at this. The last time we saw someone in the combine doing these kind of numbers, Zeke, look what he's been doing. Oh, yeah, Zeke's amazing, but the Cowboys didn't have a back. That's my thing. The Browns just got Carlos Hyde. But again, that's why I'm really questioning why the Browns got Carlos Hyde. Now, he's Ohio boy. Oh, I love love Carlos Hyde. He was a great running back. Don't get me wrong, but in the NFL, you have a shelf life. Mm -hmm. And the shelf life for him, I think, is over. Now, oh, I don't know about that. He's still young. He's only been in the league for four years. And how long did running backs last? They, a good running back, a good running back, could go six seven. And there's a reason why Le'Veon Bell will not touch the ball this year until he gets paid because he knows his shelf life is short. Mm-hmm. He's a smart guy. All right, but talking about Barkley, the reason why I think he may not last to four is because of how dynamic he is. I think the Giants could take him at two. I think the Giants, they pick up Jonathan Stewart. They've had a terrible running game for a while now. They pick up Jonathan Stewart, who's almost going to retire. He's not a great every-down back anymore. He's more of a power goal line back. 
I think they could easily take Saquon number two. They could go quarterback if they don't believe in Eli, but Pat Shermer said he believes in Eli, so we'll see. I think there's a good chance the Giants take Barkley at number two. See, that's what everyone's been saying. Now, that would be a huge question mark, and I think the Browns would be really frustrated with that because all the boards are saying Rosen will be number two. Mm-hmm. Or Allen. They're flipping between those two. All these quarterbacks, they're I don't jumbled. Under, I don't understand the quarterback play in this draft. They haven't stepped up. The only quarterback that does impress me, there's two of them, and they're going to fall late. Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State. Really? Guy's a Big 12, Big 12 offense, high-powered arm. Yeah. And then I also love Lamar Jackson. But that's a whole other story because he's going to drop real late. The Giants, I don't know what they need offensive line. The problem I have. Mm-hmm. Well, they took they could take Quentin Nelson out of Notre could. Dame. They couldn't. In my in my opinion, that's the best pick for them. That may be a little high to take a guard though. Usually, only left tackles go that high. Mm, give Billy Price time. Let move him over there. <laughs> move him over. Billy there. Price won't go until the late no. first round. Yeah, but he'll be a first round pick. But yeah, I, he should be. If not, you could trade down and get some picks. Because people are going to be wanting that two pick like crazy. Listen, it's all about if they want. We'll, we'll see what they do. But then moving on to three, the Jets, they traded their pick. They wanted to pick for number three. It's because they want a quarterback. I'm almost 100% sure. I see them taking – I mean, it's just all these quarterbacks. It's not like this usually. There's like six quarterbacks that could go one right now. Yeah. Usually it's like two guys could go one, yep. and then there's some other guys that go later in the draft. This year there's like six, seven guys you that aren't separating themselves. I think the Jets could even go Baker Mayfield at three, and I think Baker Mayfield is going to be a great NFL quarterback. But then again, you could also go Josh Allen. You could also go Josh Rosen. You could also go Darnold if he's yep. still there. So, there's just so many guys, but I will say the Jets are definitely going to go quarterback at three. And the Jets moved up with the Colts trade. Mm-hmm. That moving, moving that high up in the draft, they're going for a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Moving six to three, they're going quarterback. And I think they're eyeing Allen. You think they're eyeing I Allen? I think they're really eyeing Allen. I think they see something in him. They can't go for what they had in the past. They can't go for Geno Smith because they saw that blow Geno Smith play. was a bum. I, yeah, I understand that, but you got to realize that's the last quarterback they've really taken high in the draft yeah. like that and how it's panned out mm-hmm. really not good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all, Again, another team that needs offensive line. All these teams need other pieces other than quarterbacks is the problem. It's not like you're going into a Colts team that has, when Andrew Luck went there, an mm-hmm. offensive, line, offensive line that was set or, or Zeke when he went to the Cowboys with Dak Prescott, the offensive line was waiting for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, Tony Romo is there, but he was hurt. So these guys all need offensive line behind the quarterback. Yeah. I guess in front of them to block. Yeah, we'll see, though. You need a quarterback first, and the Jets are definitely going quarterback. But they're quarterback. definitely buying into this year's draft with the quarterbacks mm-hmm. and then moving that high up. I yeah. think they take out. Yeah, all right. So now we'll talk about the Browns. And, again, if they keep that fourth pick, and I saw one of your guys taught Forrest Reed. Yeah, Forrest Reed. Yeah, I like what he said about trading back. I don't know if the Browns will, but that is an option. Again, if it's all about who's there, and it depends on this on this quarterback stuff. The Browns could go Bradley Chubb. I know they just picked Miles Garrett, but you could have a wicked good defense if you pick Bradley Chubb. You could go Minka Fitzpatrick, who I know is starting to fall later in these mocks, more in the 10 range, but Minka Fitzpatrick, great all-around defensive player. You could go Denzel Ward if you want to lock down corner. Lock guy, baby. All these guys are just so even right now. And again, if they go Barkley, sure, have a three-headed backfield of Barkley, Hyde, and Duke Johnson. It would just surprise me a little bit because they just signed Hyde. Well, let me tell you something. That's I think this pick, the fourth pick in the draft, is the biggest wild card we've seen in a long time. Yeah, I think that's a really big question. They can trade back and acquire more picks for next Which year. Which the Browns need to do. They've done this 
year in and year out, they've mm-hmm. done that. They've, they've drafted back when they drafted even Manziel, they drafted back. And then mm-hmm. they, they moved How'd up. How'd that work out? How'd your real peppers work out? <laughs> I think they need to go. You can't rip. I know you're, we're Buckeyes. No, your real peppers did not have a good rookie year to me. No, but you can't rip on them after one year. No, no, no. You're right. But the thing is with the Browns, like, I wouldn't trade back if I were the Browns. Yes, you need a lot of talent, but you need top talent. So, yeah, you could miss out on a one, but then you have a four, and you usually won't miss out on a one and a four. four, So, to me, if you're the Browns, you keep both picks, you pick two studs, and you hope they both pan out. Mm, I mean, I see Forrest Reeves, Tom Chubb. I mean, yeah, Nick Chubb is great. Don't get Bradley me. Chubb. Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Yeah, Bradley Chubb. Nick Chubb's, Chubb's great, too. He's, He's going to be taken later, and he could be a, he one all, of the steals of the draft. They're saying he could be a steal of the draft yeah. as long as he stays healthy yeah. and out of trouble. Well, yeah, I think Nick Chubb may go to Indy, a team in the second round that may be taking well, a quarterback. They need a running back as well. Taking a running back, I mean. Yeah, but you want to move on to five? Yeah, So then you have five. the Denver Broncos who need O-line. Yes. But then, again, they're another team that could go quarterback. I say Denzel Ward. No, they just they got they got their quarterback. No. Did they did, did they just sign uh Minnesota? Um, no. They just got somebody. I'm sorry, we'll have to look this up, but keep talking. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think they what go the, with I think they go to the Denzel. Broncos get? Uh Broncos quarterback. I didn't think it was anyone too big. I Definitely not someone worth folks. talking about. Let's see. Oh. Oh, Case Keenum? Yeah, Minnesota. I okay, Minnesota. yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. wow, I'm getting they're tired. Not, they're not gonna get it. They're not gonna All right, yeah, I don't think they necessarily go quarterback. But no. the thing is, Case Keenum isn't that young, so they could if they wanted to, but they won't. They could go Denzel Ward, they want a lockdown corner. But I, I think they could definitely go O line here because they haven't had a great O line in a while. I mean they, they really don't need O line. I mean, that's the problem when they had si- when, they, there. when they had Simeon playing behind them and then you had well, I guess you could even say Brock Osweiler behind mm-hmm. them and then uh the Memphis guy, um Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch. Right. Yeah, these guys can't stay healthy because mm-hmm. their offensive line is not blocking for them. You're getting smacked by these guys, right? Especially that division is getting better and better by yeah. the, by the year, right? You got to get O line. I do like the, if they do get Denzel Ward, you'll have Roby and Ward, mm-hmm. ex Buckeyes, right? And you lost to leave. You yes, just you, lost you to just leave. lost to leave to the Rams, who are stacked right now. Yeah, which yeah. is very scary. Talib almost went to the Niners too. That right. division, I think, is gonna be the best in football. Mate, I don't, I don't like the Cardinals, and the Seahawks are on the decline. I do like the Cardinals. Seahawks are out. Why do you like the Cardinals? Sam Bradford, listen, not, not Johnson's, that. Coming, Johnson's coming back healthy. David Johnson, yeah, he's big. He's time. the most. He's big. Time. He's, in my opinion, one of the. But top they lose three Tyron Matthew. It doesn't matter. We'll I, see. I still think they're gonna be fine we'll out see. there in the desert. But again, another option, Bradley Chubb. I'm telling you, all these guys, we pretty much know who the top seven will be, yes. top ten at least. But it's just such a mix-up. It depends on where these quarterbacks go. But Denver, again, they could pair Bradley Chubb with Von Miller. Oh, I wouldn't want to go against that. My God. That would be that, some defensive defense stack. But you need offense. There. But it's going to be the same thing as what you saw when they had Tebow and Manning. Defense won you Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and the quarterback was okay at best. Sure, Tebow was exciting in the playoffs when he had one touchdown in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do to the, the eight games leading up to the playoffs. And Manning, if you saw Super Bowl stats... When he won one, right. it was well, like... Peyton Manning's the greatest the, of all the, time. The, the, so. No, stop it. When you saw the uh, the memes of him, it was like when you're in a group project with a guy, with a whole team of three other guys, and they do all the work, and you're just sitting there, and they get an A, it's like, all right, hell yeah, give him my ring. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything with that. He did not press me. He couldn't throw a ball. Every ball looked like a Mar- Marcus Mariota in the championship was just ducks falling out of his arms. Yeah, all right. But let's see. We'll talk a little bit about one more... Uh, don't forget, he had like seven neck surgeries, a bunch of shoulder injuries, and it was his time to retire. So him, Peyton Manning's... Amazing. Now, what I will say, though, what I will say, I want to talk about the Colts. Just one Last more thing. Go ahead. Last, 
top six here. The Colts are rumored to maybe trade back. Maybe the Bills trade up, try to get yeah, like a so Baker talk, Mayfield. Talk, yeah, they're talking but, about that. So time. I think there's a big chance the Colts trade back. They're trying to acquire as much young talent as possible to pair with Andrew Luck. Um, but I will say, if the Colts stay there, I'll talk a little bit more in depth because I'm a big Colts fan. Bradley Chubb, they need defense. They need defense bad. So if Bradley Chubb's there, I think they take him. But then again, if Saquon Barkley's there... You take him because they, Jim Irsay, Colts owner, said he wants Peyton Manning's Edron James. He yes. wants Andrew Luck's Saquon Barkley. So they could take him. Then you look at a guy like Tremont Edmonds out of Virginia Tech. He's a linebacker. The Colts were very weak at the linebacker position last year. They let a bunch of linebackers go in the past couple years. He could fill in, but six is a little high for me for Edmonds. And then you take... Denzel Ward out of Ohio State. I would love that Ohio State to Indy. Denzel Ward, they need lockdown corners. They lost Rashawn Melvin in free agency. They have Quincy Wilson, who was a good young cornerback last year from Florida, but he hasn't been great yet. We'll see if he improves. And then you have a couple guys that could fill in there, but they're very weak depth-wise at the cornerback position. They could definitely go with Denzel Ward. So the Colts have a lot of options, and again, they need O-linemen. Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame would be a steal there as well. I got to talk about Mike Taggart's comment before we get done with this podcast. Yeah. He came out and actually agreed with me on this one. Sony Michelle and Mason Rudolph are going to be the two biggest steals in the draft. Rudolph will probably get picked up in the second round while the Pats having two first-round picks. It's not uh, too early in Tom's successor. Yeah. And Matt, that's what I'm saying. You get, especially the Patriots, they're doing something with trading Cooks out to L.A. Something's going to go on. They're going to get a, uh, obviously a receiver now to fill his shoes. Edelman's coming back. We'll see. They don't need receivers. They have Tom Brady. They, Tom Brady Listen, can throw to me. He can throw to you. Yeah, but we have to get open. This is the, the Patriots. Chris Hogan is going to have a big year. Gronk coming back. Okay, you have a bunt, Malcolm Mitchell coming back from injury. You have Edelman coming back from injury. The Patriots are fine. Uh, James White, Rex Burkhead, they lost Deion Lewis, they lost Amendola, they lost Brandon Cooks, but to me that's because the Patriots know that they don't need wide it's receivers just the play, to succeed. Though. I'm saying even if Tom goes out, though, you, I still think Mason Ruff was fine, though. He's got the same offense as what he would have in Oklahoma State. Yeah. Do his thing to sit back there with the nice offensive line he has, let his receivers get open, he throws a dink and dime pass like West Coast. We'll see. Mason Rudolph could definitely be a good pick. But uh, I want to mention a couple of these running backs that they're talking about. Sonny Michelle, Darius Geis. You have Nick Chubb. So many guys just all over the place. Rashad Penny out of San Diego State. So many good running backs. And you saw last year what Alvin Kamara did in the third round out of Tennessee. New Orleans Saints with the steal of the draft. My God, he's amazing. And then, yes, if you pick a guy like Leonard Fournette early, a guy like Ezekiel Elliott early, it could be really, really proved to be like just a great pick and could be great for your future. I think that's what Saquon Barkley will be. But again, you could pick something else there and then get one of these other guys in the second round and the third round. I think that's what some of these teams that need running backs may decide to do. That's fine with me. Again, we are less than a month away from the NFL draft. I mean, the NFL is going to start doing some crazy stuff this summer, I think, to stay up with the NBA, how their offseason went this past mm-hmm. year, and all the drama that's gone down with them. They want to be in the news at the top every single day. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're done with these crazy trades, especially moving up to the draft. I see more teams moving up, trying to get quarterbacks, mm-hmm. maybe moving back. If you're the Browns, if you want to do something like that, again, the Browns organization is a little different. I can see anything happening there in Cleveland. We'll what, what goes on in Cleveland doesn't usually stay in Cleveland because most people get fired and have to find new jobs. That's right. Anything else before we sign off? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on today. Guys, we got the last section. We had probably the most interpretation we've had in a long time on this. Um, Go check out 
if you guys missed earlier in the ep episode and you don't want to watch it tomorrow, we will be on iTunes, J&B Podcast, just like how we tagged it in there. Check it out. We'll be there. Uh, Sam, it was a pleasure having you on the last Thank you month so and much. a half. Thank you. Uh, we'll, hopefully, we'll come back on when school oh, starts yeah. back up. Absolutely, yeah. Everyone out there that celebrated Easter this past weekend, happy Easter. Myself and you celebrating Passover as we speak, so yep. we're on the whole new diet. Uh, your mom's watching, so I... Oh, shout out to her as well. Perfect. My mom is coming into town this week. So, guys, tell your parents you love them. Happy Passover, happy Easter, happy holidays, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. Everyone out there, be safe. Have Maybe a great night. See you soon. Yes, sir.